It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Another Nine podcast. It is myself, Another Nine, and Andrea Cleary here, serving you up a weekly chat about new music. Hi, everyone. <laughs> welcome to episode 110 of the Another Nine podcast. Um, funny enough, like considering that there's very little happening in the world on the surface, we still have plenty to talk about as ever. Um, so we're going to be talking about the new album from Kevin Morby, which is called Sundowner. We'll give you a little primer about what's up with him, and where he's coming from, and why we're talking about him. Uh, we'll have some songs from Orla Gartland and uh, Julian Baker and more. Um, but as we as is customary with us, what we're doing, I guess, is we're just taking the pulse of ourselves and taking the pulse of what's going on. Andrea, I know last week you took up knitting, and uh, this week... As we go into lockdown two, uh, you went and got some wool. Did you get some wool in the shops? I got some wool. So this is this is my new scarf. Um, it's going fine. It's about the length of my forearm. Would you say not long enough for a Maybe scarf? A bit longer. But you will get there. Um, and it's grey and not just yet. I'm working on it. There's a there's a stitch in it that's dropped, so I have to actually pull about four lines of it apart which is very sad but I don't mind <laughs> yeah I don't care <laughs> I'm joking I'm joking <laughs> it's it's I'm delighted that you're so into it oh just you the next time you're talking about some some dance music or something Niall I'm gonna be straight in there now I don't care <laughs> listen I'm delighted for you it's the same thank way as you, I'm delighted for myself much. with my my new love of plants all of a sudden as you has been growing in the last few weeks well, I found that my neighbor yeah, I found out my neighbor is a uh, actually owns a, a plant shop, a pop-up plant shop now on Francis Street called Hopeless uh, Botanics. And I went and bought oh. something 
Actually, only when I went into the shop, I was like, oh, you're my neighbor. I didn't know you own this place. So there you go. So it must have killed them, them when they saw you getting plants delivered and it wasn't from them. That must have been like a really big betrayal. Did they know? They have? Uh, no, I didn't tell them that. Okay, <laughs> um, good. Yes, I bought some. Also from Potty Mouth, which are quite good. But uh, there's yeah. two really nice plant shops here. You can get delivered to your house, uh, Hopeless Botanics and Potty Mouth. I think it's nationwide as well, most of them. So yeah. uh, if you are looking for plants, because we're all working from home, we need to look after ourselves. And the uh, nice way to do that is surround yourself with some nice greenery. Do you talk to so, your plants? <laughs> no. Do you talk to them? You should talk to them. Even just say good morning to them. Um, It helps them grow. Like, it really does. <laughs> it does. You sure? Are you sure now, about that? I'm, I'm going to say... It's just like... I'm going to say now they've done studies because I think they have done studies. I think it has been proven, but like it might not have been. <laughs> I might just be making Isn't that there studies about like whether you pay, play classical music? It's kind of like helps them grow. Yeah, and... that's probably one as well. Yeah, like it can hurt them. Maybe just don't play like Mike Oldfield like first thing in the morning. But otherwise, I think they, they probably like a bit of Beethoven. Who doesn't? Well, hopefully it liked one of my reasons to be cheerful, which was um, something I played first thing this morning, which is Stevie G's uh, Soul Ireland mixtape. I had a great crack with this this morning. It really put me in a good mood. Obviously, as we speak, it's day one of lockdown two for the next six weeks. Ireland is uh, going back to complete lockdown, level five. Everybody stay at home. No one have any fun. Thanks, please. Yeah, everyone suppress the virus. Mm. Um. Which, you know, I mean, I have to, it probably feels a bit easier this time around, perhaps, because we're maybe used to it, but the the fear factor isn't there as much, and I don't know, we've kind of been doing this already, so, for the most part. Um, it's not that much more, like, severe than the way I was already living my life, do you know? I wasn't really going that far beyond my, I just don't tend to go very far from my house anyway, I'm kind of a home bird, so... It's not, it's not, for me personally, it's not that much different, but um, I know for, for, for other people, it's, it is really going to take a toll. So we're here to try and bring nice things and cheer you up if that's, if we can Yeah. And so with that in mind, this isn't the only podcast you're going to get from us this week. Um, in the next few days, there will be a special and I guess, you know, like part of the reasons, you know, there's so many negative things to be talking about, but we wanted to focus on the positive stuff and as part of that, you know, that's the whole point of reasons to be cheerful. So we've actually asked a lot of uh, our favourite Irish musicians and artists and people who um, work in music to uh, give us a pep talk. Give us something that they think uh, we'd like to hear, something that can help you, the listener, as we go into six weeks of, you know, a kind of a darker time in terms of weather and all that stuff and uh, like coping. And um, I'm going to play you one from Erica Cody, who um, is one of the people that we've asked. And she has some, Erica Cody has some advice for you. A bit of a pep talk, consider it a bit of a pep talk. So here you go. I think the most important thing that we can do right now, while so much is out of our control and we might be feeling very uncertain in these uncertain times, what I keep telling myself and reminding myself is that it's so important for me to protect my peace. Um, and by protect my peace, I mean what I surround myself with, uh, how I nourish myself. I do everything that nourishes me, whether it's writing, journaling, music, 
um, and just doing those things to keep you sane and by protecting your peace, it's trying not to let in anything that can disrupt your peace. Um, and also, you know, it's so important for us to know that like, look, while these times are so uncertain and so out of control that we still have the power within ourselves to control what we can control. Um, it's really like, it's, it, it can be a really tough time to want to control everything. Um, especially when it comes to the situation that we're in at the moment in terms of the pandemic and some things are just totally out of our control. So trying not to get too bogged down on what we can't control and focus on what we can control. So yeah, you can watch out in the next few days for a special podcast uh, from us on our feed, just containing loads of different people that we like uh, giving us a bit of advice. And so one of them, um, you know, Erica is on this mixtape that I it put me in a good mood. One of the people was talking, uh, Shauna Watson from We've Only Just Begun was talking to me in the message about you know mindfulness and i've been very much like okay today making sure i get out making sure i exercise making sure i break making sure i'm not giving myself too much to do making sure i'm you know mindful of all my time and how i'm spending it and also not being so harsh on myself so that's what i was trying to do and i tell you stevie g's uh soul ireland mixtape which we put up on the site today is a great example of something that can really set your mood uh as also you know it really shows if you didn't know already how much great Irish like soul and R&B and Afro and funk music is out there. You're talking about the likes of Sole, Shiv, Big Pigs, even C-Mat is in there, Denise Chyla, Zali, uh, Minnie Marley, Danny G, Sunita, Tolu McKay, NC Gray. There's loads of stuff in there. It's nearly two hours long and uh, all uh, voiced by as well by a... A 16 year old rap- rapper who's taken the name Aaliyah based in Cork. Stevie G obviously is one of Ireland's finest um, DJs and one of the kind of people who likes to uh, lift up um, young people and uh, give them a platform. And he's uh, really doing it with this. So I would recommend this. There's 33 tracks on this and it really lightened and brightened my mood today especially as we were going into day one of a lockdown so i really enjoyed it i might i might pop it on tomorrow morning and just be like here we go let's get pumped for another one of these days (laughs) for day (laughs) well it does i mean like i've said before music really helps and oh uh, yeah when it's presented in in a format like that kind of it's been a while since i listened to like a a local dj mix Mm. especially one that's kind of you know, more vocal led as opposed to, you know, esoteric or uh, experimental or electronic. Mm. So it was really nice and I really appreciate it. So it was definitely gave me a lot of cheer today. Yeah, I've been thinking a bit recently about what all of this would have been like if I if music wasn't a thing. Like, obviously, life would be very different if if we didn't have music. Um, We probably wouldn't know each other. But like, what if what if what if you didn't have like I'm I've just become so like deeply grateful to have not only music but like the access to music that I have like I'm I also keep thinking like what if we didn't have technology and things like zoom and uh, like access to free music on Spotify so I'm just trying to like be a bit grateful in that sense as well that's sort of where I'm trying to practice my gratitude and just be like if I'm having a shit day there are 
hundreds of millions of albums out there that I haven't listened to yet that are really good. So I can just go and find one of them. Um, but my my reason to be cheerful this week uh, happened today. And uh, I thank Owen from The Point of Everything uh, for tweeting it out. Um, it is a new album from Adrian Lenker. It is um, one of two. So this one is Instrumentals. It has two tracks on it. Um, the first track is 21 minutes and 13 seconds. And the second track, oh, that one's called Music for Indigo. Second track is called Mostly Chimes. And that one is 16 minutes and 12 seconds. And they are um, sort of like they're they're fully instrumental, as the name suggests. But they're also, they're they're quite, you know, rhythmically free flowing. Um, they might fall in and out of being of different time signatures and they might drop a time signature altogether. Very calming and very lovely use of environment and place. Um, Owen on Twitter, when, when I tweeted him about it, he tweeted back saying at around 10 minutes into the first song, you can hear the rain hitting the roof where she's recording and you can, and it is such a lovely moment when it happens. It, it's an incredibly calming um, thing to listen to. And when I listened to it today, I wasn't having a great day. I was feeling a bit anxious, feeling a bit on edge. And I put it on today and I just felt like this wave of calm. I think I texted you and I said, it's like, it's hugging me, <laughs> which is really, really lovely. Um, that was due to be released tomorrow, um, but it was released today. So I'm not sure if the other album that actually has the lyrics is being released tomorrow or if that's next week. I'm not really, I should have checked that. Um, I'll check it now. Because I, I actually thought originally when I saw the the Adrian Linker two albums, I thought it was literally just an instrumental version of the first album. Mm. So it's actually two very different releases, it seems. So that's nice. So it kind of makes sense that you release one on one day and one on another day. Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. So that um, like I I I really recommend that to people. I recommend it if you're, um, if you're like if, even if if you're the type of person that's into meditation, it's a, it'd be a lovely thing to have on while you're meditating or doing yoga or doing anything like, anything like that. But also going to sleep, um, or just working. It's just very nice and calm to have on in the background while you're working. So, and it's always just nice to have a something that Adrian Lenker has worked on in the world because you know it's going to be really beautiful and really kind of delicately placed. So that's my reason to be cheerful this week. My, oh, sorry, I have another reason to be cheerful. There's, <laughs> I saw the funniest tweet I've ever seen in my life this week. It was Simon Harris is going to, is, get, is getting some award from some university for his work during COVID-19. And this person had a, Sorry, I I literally just remembered this now and I have to tell everybody. <laughs> it's the one I sent you. Do you remember? So there's a tweet from independent.ie. Oh, yeah. Simon sorry. Harris to receive award for his admirable work as Minister for Health, which is quote tweeted by at Romeo Tazier <laughs> with this clip. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Finally, a giant rat has been awarded a gold medal. <laughs> I remember that from a few weeks ago and now it makes more sense why you sent me that. <laughs> I didn't see it was a quote tweet. I just thought you were just really behind on the news. <laughs> I okay. I screamed. I swear to God. I've sent it to everyone I know. Oh, so thank you at Romeo Tozier um, for that tweet. Because that, oh my God. Romeo Tozier. Oh yeah, Romeo Tozier. Um, yeah. <laughs> God almighty. That made me laugh a Fair lot. Play. Yeah, that was my other reason to be true. <laughs> uh, 
Um, reasons to be cheerful, even though, look, I'm not going to give out about them. You know what happened? We restole reasons to be cheerful from, um, from David Byrne in the first place. But Irish Times did do 75 reasons to be cheerful over the weekend. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm going to say they. I assume we us, were. So. This podcast was one of them, though, right? <coughs> of course. Good. Of course. Good. Mm, yeah. Love a list. Yeah, um, so that's the reason for cheerful. Look out for uh, later in the week um, for our special pep talk. If you need a pep talk, you're going to get a pep talk from some of Ireland's finest musicians. Um, so do stick around what for that. What did we say we were going to call it? This is fine with uh, Nile or Feeling nine. fine with Nile or Nile. Feeling fine with Nile or Nile. <laughs> yes. So that's, I like that. I, lo- I love some good rhyming, so <laughs> um, Okay, we're going to review an album now. It is Album yes. of the Week time. Our album is from Kevin Morby and it is called Sundowner. I'm going to play the opening track here called Valley. In the valley below They all pretend not to know me They all act like they don't know In the sky above me sky above Mama, all the stars are broken For mm. either me or you or us Okay, before we go into the album of the week, I did forget one of my reasons to be cheerful was that um, one of the albums that we loved this year um, from Andy Schauf, um, the mm-hmm. Neon Skyline, he got announced for a gig next year. <gasps> now, obviously, who knows what happens with gigs in the in the near future. Um, it's it is announced for the seventh of April, twenty twenty one. We'll see what happens. Oh wow, where? But in the Button Factory. No um, way. So Brilliant. apparently, Andy Shelf and the six pe- six piece band will be uh, playing in Dublin in next April. Brilliant. We'll see how it goes with with all the lockdown stuff coming up and all yeah. that, and vaccines, obviously. So because nothing can really get back to normal until then. I but, thought you meant. Never. Mind. I, I was like, vaccines with Andy Shelf. That's a weird. That's a weird lineup. <laughs> the, ban- no. the band name? No. I now understand. Oh, speaking of, did you see did you see uh, Professor Luke O'Neill's um, reason to be cheerful in the newspaper last week? The, Dave, the Irish Times. Did Dave Hanready tweet this? And yeah, because it. I sent it to him oh, right. directly. And then he was like, oh, I tweeted that earlier. And I was like, no way. And he was I, like, I should have known. I did see that. That was about the what's that coming over the hill song, yeah, wasn't it? Like, oh, God. He's, he's, oh, <laughs> I was. I quite I like was that. D- disgusted, disgusted. <laughs> I just like so what, thinking like, that you <laughs> you've discovered a song by the Welsh band called the Automatic. The Automatic. That's who it was. Yeah. The lyrics are: What is that coming over the hill? Is it a monster? Is it a monster? Now the monster could be the next phase of this damn pandemic, <laughs> but I like to think of it as the cavalry coming to rescue us. Do yourself a favor and play it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, no, don't. no. I mean, <laughs> do you know what might be? We should, at some stage in the future, revisit that sort of landfill indie era 
and go through some 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 of the best and worst. I think I think we should definitely do that at some stage. Because that that song has to feature on it. It You're was it was that. massive. That song was huge. Like, and yeah, I don't know it why it was garbage. Yeah, it was just one of those songs. I think it was used in an ad or something as well, possibly. Maybe. Monster Energy, maybe, or Monster Munch. Perhaps. Anyway, we're here to talk about Kevin Morby, who has a new album. We are, yes. So album of the week is from Kevin Morby. It is called Sundowner. Uh, Kevin Morby is a singer-songwriter from Lubbock in Texas. Um, Previously played with bands uh, like Woods and formed a band with Cassie Ramon of Vivian Girls called The Babies. This is his sixth studio album, um, solo album. It's released on Dead Oceans. Um, and I'm actually not that familiar with, with Kevin Morby overall. Mm. So I give you, I can give you some background into this album if you can give me a bit more maybe on the previous stuff. Because sure. I know he's, he's done a few. I know a lot of people seem to be into him as actually as well, yeah. as I found out this week. So, I mean, I'm I'm not... I'm a fan of his, but I didn't really come to him until, oh my God, last year. As in the album called Oh My God, which came out last year. Um, and Which is quite a different kind of vibe to this one. And quite, maybe some of his other stuff. Um, yeah, it was a bit, it was, it's definitely a bit different. I think there was a lot more in terms of um, gospel influences, a lot more kind of um, like... A, a, a sense that he wants to like introduce maybe a choir but also like a bigger band a, a kind of a bigger sound which I think you can actually hear on this album in maybe the first two tracks and maybe another one mm. of the tracks where it's a bit more guitar led and it's a little bit more kind of rock adjacent um so I I loved that album and then I kind of went back through I think I was talking about him before maybe when we had him on songs of the week, one of the weeks. Um, and, yeah. and I was saying that I got really into watching his live performances on YouTube. He's, he's an incredibly like artistically driven live performer. He's quite like introverted when you're watching him, but like just sort of like painfully artistic, which I love. Um, so yeah, so this, this album is, is a bit different compared to what he's done before, but not, so outrageously so that um if you liked this you wouldn't like any of the other albums um i sent you one of his song one of the songs from last year's album called beautiful strangers today which i think would actually fit quite well on this album um and yeah i think he's just he's one of those artists i mean we were talking last week about future islands sort of staying within like a little bit too much within the same sound whereas Kevin is kind of he always sounds like himself but like one album might be a bit rockier one album might be like a fully acoustic one one album might be something else he's also an artist that's very interested in the idea of place uh so this album was recorded um in his hometown and there's a lot of stories about his hometown but in in the kind of a Kansas City Kansas City um and then in in his other albums he has kind of like lived in different areas around the states and kind of based them around there I don't have the cities to hand at the moment but um he is somebody kind of like a Sufjan Stevensy kind of thing where he's definitely very interested in storytelling from the point of view of um place and neighborhoods and communities and that sort of thing yeah, well, with this album, he says it's an attempt to put the middle American twilight 
its beauty profound, though not always immediate, into sound. Hmm. Uh, Morby moved from Los Angeles back to an empty house in Kansas City and recorded with the producer Brad Cook at Texas Sonic Ranch in January 2019. Songs came together in 2017, actually. Um, and uh, so it was actually recorded before, oh my God. And then it sat on a hard drive uh, at Sonic Ranch for a while. Didn't see the light of day until quarantine happened in March. So we got this album out of that. Um, and they were uh, himself, uh, Cook and Jerry Ordonas from Sonic Ranch worked uh, remotely to finish it. Um, and Morby himself says it is a depiction of isolation of the past, of an uncertain future, of provisions, of an omen, of a dead deer, of an icon, of a Los Angeles themed hotel in rural Kansas, of billowing campfires, a mermaid, and a highway lined in rabbit fur. That's a lot of the. Uh, lyrical references there. Um, it is a depiction of the nervous feeling that comes with the sky's proud announcement that another day will soon be coming to a close as the pink light recedes and the street lamps and ha- house lights suddenly click on. So in a way, actually, I mean, maybe that's why it reminded me of, of Andy Shaw from I mean, that one is a bit more, is very much thematically of a place and mm. a, of a particular location where this is more like middle America, uh, Midwest America um, specifically. Mm. I think I think there's probably a, a similar use of kind of characters and story, though not to the same extent as the Andy Shaw one, because that was, you know, that that was a concept album from, that had a story from start to finish. Whereas in in Sundowner, it's kind of it's kind of like a, a painting that's being. I'm going I'm to mix a lot of metaphors here, but it's kind of like this this sprawling painting, but these these characters kind of just walk in and out. Or maybe mm. more like a play or something, and these characters kind of walk in and out and crop up and then disappear again, and you're kind of left to think about them within this kind of vaster landscape. So he definitely gives you a bit more room to breathe and move around, I think, than the Andy Shelf one. But both, both brilliantly done, you know. Yeah. So the first time I really listened to this was Monday night, and that was just just after the announcement of the lockdown for the next six weeks. Mm. So. I feel like it was a very soothing thing to listen to immediately after that. It was also a very lovely thing to listen to right then. Um, And as a result, now it's maybe too early to say, but I feel like this could be one of my, it's certainly one of my Lockdown 2 albums at the moment. I've listened to it quite a number of times this week. It it works well with a Dark Nights and Autumnal and uh, Hige and all of that. Um kind of gentle um nights and the music very much you know it's somewhere it's very it's quite retro it's quite it's like indie rock bit country bit bluesy here and there um it's very lovely he's he has a clear maybe bob dylan influence as well Mm. but no matter what i just really really enjoyed this all the way through no matter what was happening i loved the um some lines in it there about we played campfire um a few weeks ago mm. which is basically like a diptych of two songs and uh talks about a a friend of his called jesse who was uh who was a really good singer um every time she sang uh, a song it'll sweep me off her feet and then there appears to be maybe a field recording of jesse uh singing that's a song and it's very moving, and then it goes into another part. Did you um, did you find that hearing that song within the context of the album just elevated it? Because I I found that. Oh yeah. I found yeah, when absolutely. when I was listening through it, and it got to campfire, and I was like, oh, I know this song already. 
but I just heard it in a completely different way and it it sort of changed how I think I would have listened to the songs after it as well I think it's it's really mm. beautifully placed within the album as well it's because it, it, it does sort of wrong foot you a bit because it it's essentially two songs linked together by a little tune at a campfire and and a field recording and you can hear the the sound like like the Adrian Lenker album like it's it's very much steeped in place and the the sounds of like the woods around you and things like that and um yeah I, it just completely elevated and changed and I loved the song already but just within the context of the album I found it really really moving yeah, the overall vibe of this and, and, and lyrically it all kind of ties together nicely mm. because it's, you know, <clears throat> there might be references to people that they know. The last song, or, or not the last song, sorry, Jamie, the second Jamie. last song, uh, references to Jamie and Desi who died prematurely. A very simple elegy to friends who have passed and um, and when she died, Ole took her to her grave and they carried her there on the back of a parade. And when she died, they sent her spirit to the sky. Then it came back down with a piano in her mouth. Um, there's lots of those kind of like little details in these songs that I really enjoyed. Mm. Even like Brother Sister, the second song on it, very much. Actually, this just totally reminds me of a song that would be perfect for like a detective show, like True Detective or a drama like Fargo or Better Call Saul. Just like really dusty Twilight American mm. Midwest vibes that just like the good driving song. It's really like got that lovely energy and um it paints a lovely picture and i think that's what he does a lot here mm. it um, is it is quite like that is it fat white family does the song the uh the theme song for true detective is it true detective am i thinking of the one? Oh no no mm. no no it's the eels song and it goes Whoa! oh yeah during it <laughs> it reminds me a bit of that yeah i yeah. i don't know about its placement as the second song on the album though actually i i no yeah i'm i'm not sure about that song kind of being in there you'd like it later i don't know maybe i would have liked You're it more sure. on oh, oh. on oh my god i don't know okay. do you know um i don't know if you've listened to oh my god Yes, I actually did, but I was quite surprised by it because I was like, wasn't really what I was expecting, and I was like, oh, okay. I don't know if this is the first Kevin Moore because that this is what I thought Kevin Moore was like, and then when I, when I went to this, oh my god, I was like, oh, this is less what I thought it was going to be. Mm. Like. Yeah, oh my god, was a bit um, like it, it was received well, I I think by his fans, but it did get a couple of odd reviews. I was only looking through them today because I don't actually remember reading reviews at the time, and there was a couple of there's a couple of um reviews that were like nah it's not really it's it's a bit too experimental or something for him which I don't agree with but it was the first album that I came to him with so yeah. you know it's that kind of thing um but yeah what um what tracks were kind of cuz I I I was sort of trying to figure out which are my standout tracks and I realized that there was a run of from tracks 3 to so Sundowner, Campfire, Wander, and Don't Underestimate the Midwest American Sun. I think that's an unbelievable run of four tracks. Um, Would you not include A Night at the Little Los Angeles in there as well? I do, but I I also don't because it it I think there's a kind of a tonal shift that happens there that brings me into the latter half of the album, if if that makes sense. Um, I think that that's, that starts the next journey on the album, which I also love. But I just think that yeah, that I really one like of that those song four songs, I'm like, wow. 
um yeah i just like i i, I mean every ten, all the 10 songs in this i like pretty much enjoy it yeah. you know i always i like it and it works really well as a cohesive unit as well mm. um <clears throat> and i'm not in the little los angeles like there's a few Quite long songs here, but they never seem to drag. There's a couple of five minute songs. Uh, a Night of the Little Los Angeles is seven minutes. Mm. Kind of the goings on in an imaginary LA hotel, taking note of what the residents are up to. Yeah. And maybe having sex, running a bath, reading a book, hosting friends. And the chorus is just like the word baby repeated. And it's works really well. Mm. And I love that simplicity to it. And I think there's a charming simplicity to a lot of what's going on here in terms of um, arrangements. Mm. And it works really well. And even in... I think is it don't underestimate the Midwest American sun. It goes, it's quite a torch burning like song, playing a lover. And then it's just a very simple um, percussion or rhythm uh, from like a probably, what would you call it? Um, like a little digital, very simple, um, like the almost keyboard beat. Yes, the little drum in. beat that comes. And that, yeah. that is, is, is that the track that has that really amazing, um, really warm guitar opening yeah i think so it's yeah. oh it's lovely it's so so nice um i love the last track provisions i think that that one is a very good lockdown song it's you know the the idea of like we're going to be here for a while there's not i, I think that the lyrics in are, are something like there's there's nothing around for 100 miles um so get get some provisions um and it's sort of quaintly paints the idea of isolation in in a way that I really like and in a way yeah. that is sort of make making you think about space and place um and how kind of small we are within it I feel like when when I listen to that song I can feel how how small he is within the landscape uh without him really having to say it I I really really like that one yeah, I like the line there. I never met a morning I didn't like, mm. and I never met a night I wouldn't try twice. Yeah, yeah, that stood out to me as well. And I really like the song before it, Velvet Highway, the kind of piano instrumental, instrumental just a nice yeah. uh, different shift that gives you some different um, different tones in the album as well. Yeah. And so overall, I'm I'm definitely going to be living listen to this again. It's one of my a nice one of those lovely. I like to have maybe two or three of those kind of like gentle albums every year mm. that I can return to. Andy Shelf, as I mentioned, is one and this is another one. I'm so I happy you like this it. album. I'm so excited for you to like start your Kevin Morvey journey. I'm going to send you <laughs> like live performances and yeah, oh, he's he's really great. He's awesome. Um, Good. Well, thank you for bringing Kevin Morvey to our lives. Uh, th thank you, Sarah Marie, for bringing him to my <clears> life. <throat> so... <laughs> Um, Thanks, Jeremy. You, you helped us all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these are lovely, fine, soothing, like country indie guitar songs that aren't going to change mm. the world. But when you when your world is shrunk, like a lockdown and like isolation, it is a great comfort for dark evenings to put this on and mm. hear a bit of the American Midwest um, come from the speakers. It's I think it. Ke Kevin Morvey's music is a nice way to kind of lean in to the idea of darkness because he he is without being like overtly so he does tend to lean towards like the spooky and maybe the mm. something isn't quite right here um aesthetic or sound and i think that that it's perfect for this time of year but it's also perfect for the situation that we find ourselves in now where no matter what happens we are going to have to make the best of it um and that happens every year i know people a lot of people find this time of year hard and you know the clocks are going back at this weekend um so i just think that this this album is is a good way to 
if if not embrace it, then just lean into the idea that there is beauty in it. Um, if that if that makes sense, yeah, I did. It, it, it's done that for me anyway. So yeah, highly. I'd like you to pick our our song to uh, that we finish it with this album review, please. I'd I'd let's I'd... do provisions then. No, let's do provisions. Provisions, yes, let's do provisions. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay, here is provisions from Kevin Morby. There's a dead deer in the road up ahead Must be an omen From an hour ago or so Must have been chosen In the day moves fast In the day moves slow Don't I know it And I never met a morning that I didn't like And I never met a night that I wouldn't try twice You should go before the dawn Cast no shadows But I'm already gone mm. And grab provisions There's nothing for us Hundred miles and cast your vision on the dark road for a while. Storm is coming now, it sits in a cloud, and soon the sky will open up its big mouth. I feel it in my bones, I feel so alone. Right, that is Kevin Morby. Album is called Sundowner. Uh, very much recommended from us. And I uh, look forward to checking out the rest of his music as it comes. Um, <laughs> his music. Uh, well, right, well, patreon.com forward slash 909 um, if you want to support this podcast and the website itself and uh, andreacleary.substack.com yep. for, uh, yeah, I got it right, uh, for your newsletter. I mean, I think you got it right. Subscribe. I don't know. Yeah, no, I checked it. Oh, checked. thank you. Yeah, um, my autumn playlist is uh, is coming. Watch out! It's What's coming. that coming over the hill? It's my autumn playlist. It's my autumn playlist. Band, band, you're band. <laughs> okay, our songs of the week. It is time for our first one. It is Julian Baker. Our song is called Faith Healer. Right. 
So that is Julian Baker. Song is called Faith Healer. It is from a new album forthcoming called Little Oblivions, released on February 26th on Matador. Julian Baker is one third of Boy Genius, uh, along with uh, Phoebe Bridgers and Luke, Lucy Dawkins, and aren't they very good to leave them, uh, allow themselves to have their own time to shine? Phoebe Bridgers has basically taken the whole year so far yeah, yeah. Um, with Punisher. Maybe next year and, will uh, be so Julian next Baker's year. Is year. Ju- Julian Baker's turn. Yeah, and then Lucy Doc is in there somewhere. She's been doing covers and stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess this is very similar in a way to some of the the tone of some of Julian Baker's stuff. Uh, probably it just has probably more texture and more uh, production going on. Yeah, there's a lot before. more going on here than what we're used to from her. I think. Um, yeah, but I like it. I think it's a nice. Yeah, sound. I think it's fine. I, I like it. I like the video. I think the video is very strong. Actually, it's very impactful. Um, worth to watch if you are are looking this up. Um, Julian says that the song is about vices. Um, as someone who has suffered previously, I believe from um uh, drug addiction, uh, has talked about that before. Um, said it's about the vices and both the obvious and more insidious ways that they show up in the human experience. Um, when I started uh, thinking about the parallels between the escapism of substance abuse and other various means of escapism that has occurred, occupied a similar, if less identifiable space in my psyche. There are so many channels of behaviours that we use to placate discomfort uh, unhealthily, which exist outside the formal definition of it, formal definition of addiction. So, um, yeah, I, I like this a lot. I think it's um, a good... Um, preview of what's to come because mm. it signifies a slight difference. Um, had you seen Julian Baker live before? No. I mean, it seems like a question I just don't ask anymore. No, honest. I haven't. I haven't seen any of the three gals before. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I, I haven't either. Because actually, I'm obsessed but, um, with them. Um, but <laughs> no, because I only really got into them like last year ish I didn't really yeah. know any of them before I think you sent me the boy genius EP and I was like oh oh what yes <laughs> this this is my music I like this so um so no no I haven't seen her before but again one of those artists who I've watched a lot kind of online she has a lovely tiny desk um performance actually I think it's from maybe 2017 it's very nice I think she's the youngest of the group, is she? she? I don't know. I hope we get more Boy Genius music as well. I really hope so. The three of them are so amazing together. Their voices are just so... They're very different, the three of them. The three of their voices are so different. And when when you put the three of them together, it's just unbelievable. Magic. Absolutely. Um, yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, that is Julian Baker. Song is called Faith Taylor. Uh, up next is James Blake is back. He had a four track EP out called Before last week. And this is one of the four songs from it called Do You Ever.
That is James Blake. Song is called "Do You Ever." Um, this is from a new EP. Um, I've noticed a a term that's been increasingly common use recently instead of video or lyric video is visualizer. Oh, you seen this? No. Yeah. What? When you look up what does it things mean? on YouTube, like songs. visualizer, like what you used to have in Winamp when you were listening to your MP3s. Yeah, well, it seems to be like you know every song on YouTube now doesn't necessarily have a video. They have some sort of visual to go with it. Now they're calling it official visualizer, not music video. Okay, so. I hate that. I yeah, it's very it's very like Columbia Records. <laughs> like New York City, LA, you're like, oh lad, stop, will you? Yeah. It's it sounds like a startup trying to like, oh we're we're breaking down the boundaries. It's not a video, it's a visualizer. Yeah. It's like just oh calm. disruption. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, we're gonna disrupt video. It's like, no, we don't need to disrupt the video. Video's fine. <laughs> it's grand. Mm. So I guess the main takeaway here is that James Blake has is bringing together both sides of his artistic psyche, his singer songwriter side, and the producer electronic producer side. Previously, he didn't really sing like in his own voice over his more electronic productions, mm. and this EP is very much uh, his unadorned, lovely voice, um, supple, honeyed voice over his more esoteric electronic music. Do you think he sounds supple and honeyed here? On this song, because um, I find bit... this song quite cold. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't have a whole lot <clears throat> to um, emotionally connect to this song with. I feel like I nearly do, and then something happens that takes me out of it. I don't know. I find a little bit of a disconnect here, actually, which is a shame because I really right. like listening to his voice. Have you listened to the other tracks in DP? I haven't. So maybe you should listen to be- before. Then I think that might be more your jam. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a bit more. Uh, of that ilk. We'll just play a bit here. Yeah, go on. Anyway, you can go listen to that yourself. <laughs> that is, yeah, James Blake's uh, new. I like, I like it. I like yeah. it um, because I do find Maybe sometimes it's a there is. I don't know. Yeah, I they they kind of enjoyed them straight away because I I found his productions when he does the electronic stuff on his own. He's just like it's like it's trying too hard to be to make it more esoteric, and I think sometimes it needs like the very early stuff. It was lovely because it had those snatches of lovely vocals. But mm. I think it is an interesting thing to hear both uh, come in at once, you know. Mm. Um, so I did enjoy that a lot. Um, so I've been really enjoying it. Mm. Um, so that I'll I'll, I'll give the full EP a listen and report back. Yeah, do. You. Okay, uh, our next track is from Orla Gartland. It is called Pretending. Cigarette, smoky brown eyeshadow. I learned from a woman on the internet. Oh, how the hell have you been, babe? Put your coat on the bed. Let me get you a cup, sip it up, up right to your head. Hold 
Girl of Garland uh, pretending. I I really like this song. The song uh, makes me think of being a I I I want to say teenager, but actually like probably early twenties and doing all of the things that she's talking about in in the song. Just you know trying to copy other people's makeup and trying to look the same as everybody else and being a bit fake at parties and stuff. And uh, I connect with that actually. So um, she says about the song. Conversations with strangers are exhausting when everyone's playing a part and God knows I've been guilty of it. Same Orla. Pretending is a song about being done with putting on an act for other people. I worked on the song a lot during lockdown and really valued the time I had to pour into it. Though it did feel odd to work in a song about being at a party when parties are a distant memory. I wanted the heart of the song to feel like you've separated yourself from the group and cut away all the chaos around you only to be left with your own voice. Um, And I think that that comes through really well on this. I think it's a song that um, is easy to connect to. It's got, um, I I think like sonically, it's it's really really catchy. Um, it's produced really well, and it's that kind of that kind of song you can kind of lean into a little bit with your own, like and indulge your own angst a little bit. Um, and I really really like that. Um, I haven't in the past. I haven't loved everything that she's put out. Um, and I've always kind of like waiting to really connect with I've I've loved a lot of stuff that she has put out, but some some songs I remember being like, oh, I don't know. Um, but this I love. I really, really love this. So I'm I'm hoping that the uh, next few releases that we get from her are kind of this ilk, you know. I think this is from an album to come yeah. in 2021, which I'm delighted to hear is coming. Yeah. Um, I love the line, all my heroes are way more sad than me. <laughs> a lovely, uh, a lovely line. And def- definitely, yes, it does remind me of something that, um, I mean, everyone has that a, get a bit, you know, mm. especially at, you know, parties and meeting strangers and things that we did in the past of feeling like weird and maybe maybe inadequate but maybe also just not quite at yourself Mm. Um, hey it sometimes still happens sometimes you meet people and you're like oh i don't know how to talk to you so i'm gonna become a completely different person (laughs) well i I mean that happens now because you don't when you meet people out in the street you like kind of forget how to interact with people still yeah now and again you know i i haven't run into somebody in all of lockdown no way like you i ran to somebody in the shop today and it was so weird yeah just like hasn't happened to me but i i don't i don't wear my glasses out so i I've walked past like lifelong friends and got WhatsApps from them like five minutes later being like, did you just blank me? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't have my glasses I just, I'm just imagining this like comedic version of you wandering around shops oblivious to your friends. That's not. Calling you. and <laughs> That's not a comedic version. But that's like really hamming it up and just being like, oh, because, oh, me? Because I always no. have headphones in as well. So if they say like, Andrea, hi, I'm just like, La, la la just completely ignoring them so cl- close friends know not to expect a hello from me that i'm literally just like away in my own world where i can't see anything okay it's a nightmare <laughs> yeah and as well like people know it's me if they're like say i'm meeting someone and they're like across the road and i'm i'm doing this face i'm like squinting at them just being like is that <laughs> you and then so they have to do this big gesture of like yes it's me or if someone's in a car I'm always like will you just like flash the headlights at me or something so that I know it's you so I don't get into the wrong car again because that's happened I don't know how many occasions so um <laughs> yeah just a little tidbit about my life <laughs> there we go okay I just need Andrea to get clearly, I need to get contact the... lenses yeah yeah 
Subscribe to help. my Substack so that I can afford contact lenses. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that was Orla Garland, uh, Gartland, with Gartland, uh, Pretending. Sorry. Song is called uh, Pretending, yes. Um, and we're not pretending anymore. This is the last song of Songs of the Week. Yes. It is from Big Pig. It is called Oh No. song called oh no that is one of two songs that she released today along with a song called liar which has an extra h in it there so you can lie 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 her lie 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 her it's a lie her um so yeah she is an interesting artist we've played her before as well i think born in waterford is that correct um moved to spain then uh moved to london um so originally knew how to write, read and write Spanish, but was from Waterford, I believe, or Cork, is it? I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm, um, I'm looking now. I'm sorry. I think I'm there's sorry, a Waterford connection. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a Waterford connection. Um, but I really liked what she's done this year. She had a great track out called Don't Turn Around. Mm. Um, she, the last two Which songs, Which is on actually. the FIFA 21 soundtrack. It is indeed. And then not that um, I heard it on FIFA 21. I just read that today. Switch. That's the other song. Switch. Yeah, that's a very good song. Mm. I like that a lot. These two are more um, both. Oh, no. And Liher are a bit more relaxed, a bit more chilled. Mm. Um, So tell me why you picked the songs this week. This one. I just picked this because I really like it. Um, It sort of made me think a bit about the um, the kind of more low tempo. Billie Eilish songs that were on her album. Um, I like the I like the lyrics in it. I like how she kind of frames loneliness. Um, I like how she kind of moves in and out of that sort of idea. Like I think it's probably it's probably a good B side to listen to the Orla Gartland song and this song because they're both about being kind of a little bit shitty around your friends or a friend of mine oh okay <laughs> um but yeah i just i just really really like it i just think it's um it's a really nice kind of low tempo slow jam um and she sounds fantastic on it yeah i'm looking forward to hearing an album from uh mm. big pig i nearly said big thief there another big um yeah really look forward to hearing a more especially an album i, I want to hear an album now i think um i've heard a lot of growth Heard a lot of interesting things mm. from her this year mm. and uh, certainly one of the artists that has done uh, lots of interesting stuff in 2020, considering what we're at. You could have at a, a Venn diagram. You could have Big Thief on one side and Pow Pig on the other side and then Big Pig in the middle. 
<laughs> not anything to do with their sound, but just for their yeah, names. Just, just the names. That might be fun. Might be a fun little project for someone to do, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a band called Pigs, 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 Pigs. Oh yeah, there is. Yeah. <laughs> Any other pig bands? Um, no, I nearly said Pink Floyd. Bleeding Heart Pigeons. That's kind of pig. Pid. No, that's pid. Big pid. Yeah. Well. Send, send us your pig bands. <laughs> yeah. There's not that many of them. Don't send us your pig bands. We Do. don't want them. I want, I want your pig bands. <laughs> I want your an animal themed bands. That, that might be a good one. Animal themed bands. Mm. There is a band called Lieutenant Pigeon. Aww. <clears throat> and that's a bit of a sad name, actually. Why? I don't know. Just feels a bit sad. <laughs> of all the names. Why, why have they conscripted this pigeon? <laughs> Yeah, he, should be, he was so young <laughs> Of all the names in the world I was just like Why would you pick that one <laughs> All um, the other names are taken It's 2020 Yeah There That's why you have to put it When you get to a we stage had... Where bands are called Pig, 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 pig You, you know all the other It's all taken It's done It's over mm, Yeah Okay That was our songs of the week um, I have uh, two, I have an announcement to make um, I Andrea have finished Sopranos. I've finished it. And in honour, I'm going to play a little bit of Polly Walnuts here. Oh, it's Papillon. Oh, hello, Jim, how are you? Oh, oh, oh. oh. come on. Hey. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, what are you doing? Oh, oh. oh. sit down. <laughs> oh. 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 Hey. Oh. Hey. <laughs> oh, fucking study hall again. Oh, cuz. Oh. 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 Hey. Oh. oh, there he is. Oh, Uncle Pat. Anyway, oh. I really enjoyed oh. my. I, I, I did it. it like, you it's funny because it. it actually. We finished it on Monday afternoon. Right before um, the second uh, lockdown. Just before lockdown two. That's great. Which is like, we, we spent entire lockdown one and the preceding months um, from some, I think maybe April, or first week in April, to start watching Sopranos. 86 episodes, an hour each. That's a lot of time. Um, I'm so glad it's over. It's 86 hours. <laughs> yeah, it <Yeah>. is. <laughs> What's that in days? Thanks, Matt's genius. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, it's just it, it's a lot it was a lot mm. and I'm really glad uh, we uh, it was over it's done uh, I really enjoyed it though at the same time mm. it was really nice to watch it a second time around and actually I got quite emotional watching the like at the very end I haven't seen you know? the very end now I think I have an idea of what happens um, oh you've never seen it the I, very end no no I've only watched the first two seasons of it oh shit yeah. I did not know I that know, I know um, how do we not just find that out or I? what I might do is I might pick it up now for lockdown too <laughs> and then at the end of that we can do a soprano special yeah we could so what's next on the list are you gonna <laughs> are you gonna rewatch the wire or something no I don't think I wanted to make a big commitment like that right now <laughs> um I I think and we were talking about um like Edie Falco is brilliant obviously in Sopranos and like the thing she went on to do after was was Nurse Jackie. Oh yeah. Like, oh I never actually watched that. And then I saw there was eighty episodes and I was like, nah, no. not doing it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't want to go straight into that. Yeah. You um, you could do line of duty. There's only five seasons of that. 
I tried watching that before. I've no, never, no, I've never really got. No, it. you're wrong though because you just need to stick with it. <laughs> because Niall, I'm telling you, you will love it. Like there's no, there's no ifs or buts. You are going to love it, but you just have to stick with it for a few episodes. But like I've okay, ne- as long I've, as I don't have to stick with it for an entire season. No, 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 no. It gets, it gets good. There should be, a, there is a word for that, I'm sure. But like when people are like, no, no, just stick through the first um, two seasons and then it gets good. You're like, no, I haven't got fucking 25 hours for that. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think I'm just happy. Uh, I'm actually finishing um, High Maintenance again because we uh, stopped that for a while, which is that lovely like show about a drug dealer in New York, but it's not really about that. Mm. He is the MacGuffin in the story. It's all about the people that he deals with. Um, oh my God, I too. remember you telling me about that program when we were recording an episode in the office. Mm. Oh, yeah. That feels like a million years ago. Oh my God. No longer. No. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. The Office. <laughs> um, Funnily yeah. enough, I'm actually watching The Office at the minute. So. Oh, I've never seen The Office US actually. Have you not? Oh, that's that's a, no. that's a really good one to go and watch. Uh, it's 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 low commitment but high reward. Yeah, I think that's what I want at the moment. Like I've seen the first episode of Ratchet and I'm interested, mm. and I'd like to watch the rest of them. Mm. Um, but other than that, I don't want to make any. Uh, I what else? I've been watching The Haunting of Bly Manor, and I'm kind of ready to give up on it. I've heard that the accents in it are terrible, and that an English person says the word math instead of maths. So I'm not going to watch it because um, <laughs> yeah, I think that would bo- bother me a bit too much. Is it because I remember I watched Haunting of Hill House ex- expecting to be spooked and it just did not spook me at all. Yeah, it kind of flirts with horror and it never really does. Yeah, um, unfortunately. I mean, there's a few. If you like, if you're the kind of person that gets spooked by, you know, uh, little kids under your bed or little uh, freaky things under your bed. Yeah, you yeah if you're a baby. <laughs> yeah if you're like a little um, loser no i'm joking i'm scared of literally my own shadow um, but i love her but it does it does kind of you know tempt you with some of that stuff but then it just goes into it's like the backstory stuff again mm. the haunting of hill house you're like oh we're just we're just getting backstory i think it does get does pick up and i think i got through like almost the whole like three quarters of the thing and but only because I was like, oh, I'm just going to watch this because I'm like, I've watched so many of them now. It's the, uh, um, what is that called? The, is it fallacy of sunken cost or something where it's like you d- you just keep doing a thing because you've invested too much time into it already. Yeah, I I do that with books that I don't like to read. I um, I don't put down books. I don't like I can't like it's very, very rare that I'll give up on a book. Um, and I I should get better at that because there's only so many books you can read in a lifetime and I've read a lot of really bad ones that I've hated um, and gotten to the end of it and been like I should have given up after 50 pages I think 50 pages is usually a good kind of marker so whether or not you're going to like a book right. so. I did finish a book this week oh what you read uh, Louis, Louise O'Neill's After the Silence oh I haven't read it yet is it good? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I will, but I don't have any frame of reference for Louise O'Neill's. I, I, what, I, what I thought, I think this is maybe a different kind. It's more of a whodunit, mm-hmm. which is not really what I was expecting from her. Mm. Um, so, uh, so, but I have not read her previous books. I didn't know they're uh, critically acclaimed, um, but I did enjoy it uh, a lot. And uh, yeah, I would recommend it okay. if you're looking for something. I tore through it. Yeah, um, it's easy, easy read for sure. Yeah, um, it's been on my list for a bit now. Um, alongside because I I read Carolina Donahue's sort of Who Done It as well, so I was like, I really must read that Louise O'Neill one. Um, yeah, I. Haven't watched yet, but I'm going to watch the new Aaron Sorkin film, 
because I've heard it's awful. Um, the trial of oh. the Chicago Seven. Um, oh, was that him? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Dave. Dave messaged me last night and he was like, "Have you watched it yet?" And I was like, "No." And he was like, "I I can't express to you how much I hated it, and I need you to watch it so we can talk about it." Because <laughs> I I've the, I have I have a very kind of love hate love relationship with Aaron Sorkin because I think he's probably a genius, but also he made the newsroom, which I loved, but was also awful. Like, do you know oh, that kind God. of way? That was, you know, that, that was the Twitter, Twitter twat. Yeah. And, all that stuff. and oh, the, God, so bad. That scene on the plane where it's like, we're, we're telling you, uh, uh, just uh, look up the newsroom plane scene. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, I, was, I saw that again recently. It was uh, It does the rounds sometimes on Twitter. I really like talking to Dave Hanready about it because he gets so animated about how much he hates it. And yet like loves talking about it and i think i've got a similar yeah. relationship with aaron sorkin so that was one of those shows that i was watching and because it was all hyped at the time and then maybe i got like four or five weeks in or maybe it was a bit long and i was like hold on this is terrible <laughs> <laughs> i watched the whole thing and the whole time because i was like there's a lot to love here and i don't genuinely love any of it but i'm really enjoying watching it because it's pissing me off to no end you know that kind of way but then like you know he wrote the social network which is in my top three favorite films of all time so it's so weird and he like he wrote the west wing and i love the west wing he's a very odd creator um so uh, i was just saying maybe he lost his tg tv mojo somehow yeah maybe um so i'll i'm gonna give this film a go i think um it's only like two and a half hours of my life I think I can I think I can spare it I have the time um but I'm trying to think yeah I've been what so I've been watching The Office um I haven't been sleeping very well so I just put on The Office and that helps me go to sleep because I've I've done a full watch through of The Office at least three times before um and it's it's just one of those programs you know like you just kind of have it on in the background because you're so familiar with it like friends or like Blackadder or something like that, where it's just, it's been there for so long that nothing new surprises you. But I'm I'm surprised at how much I'm still laughing. Like, I'm like mm. even though I know what joke is coming up, just the deliver, like Steve Carell is unbelievable in it. Um, and to be honest, you could, if you were thinking about watching it and you don't gel with the beginning of season one, you could skip like way ahead. You could skip to like, episode maybe 15 or 20 of season one or just go on to season two because it is a completely right. different show to the office uk but yeah. at the beginning of it it's a little bit similar to the office uk and that might jar you a little bit so i reckon you could skip like yeah if, if you don't like it just skip ahead to season two and it's it's its own thing but um i'm very jealous that because you've seen the office uk yeah yeah, yeah so you know you know like the tim and dawn yeah. love story there's a i'm I, like a i'm even vaguely familiar with what happens yeah like you know, I, know, I know the car i've seen the characters yeah and who they are but, but like, like to I experience jim and pam for the first time i'm so jealous that you haven't done that yet i'd give anything to like watch that storyline unfold for the first time again because it is just beautiful. oh oh <laughs> 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 just the sopranos in uh giving out to you again <laughs> oh um what i th I think that's oh i've been watching oh my god i've been watching um the great british menu the 2012 series on amazon um 
because I'm just regressing completely. Um, and it's been really fun. I really like it. It's like, uh, have have you ever watched a, se- a season of Great British Menu? No. So it's like I only got into the Great British Bake Off. So so it's it, it's very different to Bake Off. It's meaner, <laughs> and it's basically all of the top chefs in like the UK. Uh, so Scotland, Wales, England, and Northern Ireland. They all pick like their top chef or something and then they all compete against each other to get a a starter fish main course and dessert like one of them will get one of the one of those meals onto the I don't know much about food but I watch a lot of food stuff um but they're all the top chefs in the country right so they're all like these huge egos and they're like cooking together in the kitchen and the banter's flying and like their egos are so bruised when when they're like told that they didn't win or that their dish wasn't good enough. And then the prize at the end is they get to do the like Olympics closing ceremony for like the British athletes or something. And it's just really good. It's incredibly long as well. It's there's like a lot of episodes of it. So I think that's going to see me through until like Christmas. I'm watching it with Harry. So um, we've a lot of time to watch that. So yeah, just going back to stuff from 2012 yeah and i saw as well that misfits is on netflix and i think i'm gonna watch that again fuck it oh yeah i watched the first season of that one it was really good i used to really like that yeah i don't yeah i think i must have watched them all in one go Mm, i think i didn't keep watching it when they replaced robert sheehan's character Um, yeah because i don't think i watched it after that i didn't watch it after that yeah, but I liked it. I remember liking it. Did I it go on it for a long time then after that? Did it? They had loads there of seasons. There was one or two seasons at least afterwards, but I don't know. I don't actually right. know. Five seasons. Mm. Wow. They had one every year. Didn't know that. Mm. There you go. There you go. Nice easy watch. Yeah. Um. Anything else you've been watching or reading or listening to? No, I don't think so. Um. What have I been listening to? Did you hear the Matt Berninger album yet? No, I heard one of the songs from it. It was a duet with somebody. I was I was going to add it to Songs of the Week, actually, but I didn't like it enough. Gail <laughs> um, and Dorsey? Maybe. Maybe it was that. So. Yeah, but no, I, no, I haven't I haven't listened to the full album just yet. Um, yeah, I haven't listened to it either. Mm. I actually, if I'm fully honest, I wasn't really ready for a full album of Matt Berger's voice. No, right actually, I, I had a similar experience. I put it on and I was like, yeah, this is quite nice. But I was just like, oh, I don't know if I can deal right now. It's not in the yeah. mood to... Definitely felt like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. That's... This is what we're going back to at the start of the show. Um, mindfulness, you know, <laughs> don't put yourself in situations you don't want to be in. Um, <laughs> don't listen to Matt feel good, like... sure if you don't want to. Well, if you're not up for it, yeah. don't force yourself to listen don't to do it. Don't do it. Yeah. I think that's fair. I, right? I have been listening to two songs that we featured last week, the Ju- the new Julia Jackman song and the new Sharon Bonnetton song, pretty much on repeat for the past week. I think they're two, and cer- certainly the Sharon Bonnetton song is one of my songs of the year this year. Okay, um, nice. I'm just absolutely in love. Yeah, with I listened it. to that for a bit this week. I, I re- been really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, and one of the songs I'm gonna we're gonna play out uh, this week uh, is a song from a band called Division. Who um are? Who are they? Exactly. Like I don't who even know are who they, they are. But they're, Niall. Who are who they? Who anyway? even are um, they? There are two producers from the UK uh, who are I think Ben. Uh, West Beach and Con, 
I believe um, I keep forgetting who they are because uh, it doesn't have a face on it. Okay. it doesn't. But Andrea Triana is a singer. Um, they do a lot of very nice, uh, lovely, um, kind of disco-y, housey, soulful kind of music. And I... Okay, they are releasing an album on November 13th. Um, I've heard most of it. It's all very lovely. And uh, it's one of those, oh, I'm going to enjoy this. It's a lovely, soulful, housey disco kind of thing, but very nice and polite, but also lovely and uh, great songs on it. Mountains, um, Heaven is one I listened to a lot this year, and a song called Home, funny enough. But uh, yeah, I think I'm going to play out uh, a song uh, from the show, from the album, the Visions album called Missing, featuring Andrea Triana and Ben Westbeach, who is also the producer. Um, so that's what I'm going to finish with, and that's what we're going to play out the show. Um, we said we'd talk about Halloween next week. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about. but uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> also uh, everyone out there saying Halloween politely. is cancelled Halloween isn't cancelled Halloween is a state of mind okay you, you can still dress up I haven't watched Absolutely. any scary movies yet oh get on that I'm gonna dress up I don't know as what but I am going to dress up and well I think we're gonna do a um a Lumo live stream <gasps> on Halloween night because uh, we're actually gonna do it for a cancer uh, fundraiser thing so I think Deadly. I'm gonna have to dress up for that night yeah yeah so so I have something in mind. So we'll see. Cool. We'll see how we get on. And uh, yeah, but that'll be Halloween night as well. So sweet. That's what I have something to look forward to. Yeah. And um, we'll do something spooky next week because it's my favorite okay. time. Of something year. spooky incoming. Yep. Okay. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Nal. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, everybody. Mind yourselves um, and keep washing yes. your hands because I was starting to forget that washing your hands all the time was a thing. So. I'm picking it back up I got now. one of those big yokes of sanitizer. Yeah. Just put them around the house. Yeah. <laughs> mind you know. yourselves and mind each other. Yes, indeed. All right. Here's the vision. Song is called Missing. Bye. Bye.
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.